0: All right, everybody, thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else in what I'd like to consider a real estate Titan. Our very special guest and future Titan for today, Michael Hellickson, all the way from Washington. Well, technically, not in Washington right now. But Michael, thanks so much for taking the time to be on the show. Uh, I appreciate you having me,
1: Greg. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I I would love to say that I was in Washington today, but as usual, I'm somewhere other than home today teaching, but uh, that's all right. I love what I do, so it's all right.
0: I love it. This man jet setting and teaching the best of the best about the best of the best in real estate. So, uh, and we'll dive into that too. Michael, I'm so honored and I'm excited uh, to have you on to share you and your story. Um, with the audience, so I just want to dive into the series of questions, get everybody to get to know you a little bit deeper, why you do what you do, the whole nine. So I guess let's just start with telling everybody a little bit about yourself.
1: Uh, Well, I started selling real estate a long time ago. I was in high school when I started selling real estate, Um, and uh, I was the top agent in my office before I graduated, which basically means that I was less broke than everybody else, but I was still (laughs) broke. Uh, and so then I served a mission for the church for two years in Germany
0: oh, and,
1: yep. uh, came back, got right back into it, hired my first real estate coach, hired my first assistant and, uh, blew it up. And, uh, within, uh, you know, I sold real estate for just over 20 years at one point in time was listing and selling very consistently, uh, between 120 and 180 homes a month. And, wow. uh, we had, at some, one point in time, we had 16 agents total. Hmm. and uh, about 750 listings in active and pending status. I got a wife, two amazing kids, uh, and uh, two knucklehead dogs, but uh, <laughs> that's a whole other story.
0: Love it. And of course, the fur, fur babies, right? The fur, fur children. I, I get yeah. it all the way through and through. But Michael, so I mean, incredible amount of uh, time and thought process in the industry. But I want to I wanna rewind um, into that initial thought process being a young man, and why real estate? And why so young? I mean, what was the motivation? Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Well, I knew I wanted to make a lot of money and I was reading a lot of books and I figured that, you know, where do people make and and most importantly, where do people hold their wealth? Mm -hmm. Uh, And that is in real estate. And then I thought, well, where do people make the most income so they can invest in real estate? You know, where do people make the most income? And it's in sales. And so I thought, well, real estate sales makes sense, right? So that's sure, so what sure. I did.
0: And oh, sure wow. enough, it worked out pretty good. <laughs> Unbelievable. Th- th- through an honest due diligence and thought process, that completely makes sense. And however, as you know, and we'll get into, I mean, it's a lot of work and it's tough, you know, and it's not for everybody. But I think that growing and understanding and surrounding yourself, we'll, we'll get into that. But I just think that's beautiful. And having Actually, to try I had no
1: time, idea what I was getting into. So. So. <laughs> which is the truth, right? I mean, it's, it's, if I knew how hard it was going to be, I might not have done it. I mean, I'm glad I did now, but if I knew how hard it was going to be, I might've just turned and ran.
0: Okay. So from that point though, so getting into it and then through real estate and obviously 20, uh, you know, some odd years into the business, why club wealth and why real estate coaching? Tell everybody a little bit about that. Well when
1: I sold my business in two thousand and eleven I thought I was gonna retire from the industry and uh, and I did take three and a half years off traveled okay. the world with my family and and uh, and we had we I'd been doing coaching prior to that oh, okay uh, but I started getting calls from my coaching clients you know because i essentially i I I stopped coaching when i when I sold my business uh, and I told all my coaching clients I said, hey you know uh, I can't you know if i'm gonna if I'm gonna be taken." you know, time off, you know, it doesn't make sense for me to be charging you for coaching. So I'll just, I'll just, you know, take your calls for free, help you out for free, but I'm not wow. going to charge you. Now. I started getting calls for in about 2015 from a bunch of our team leaders that we'd been coaching, um, in years past saying, Hey, you need to get back into coaching. We, we really want you to get back into coaching, come coach our teams. And I struggled with it. I wasn't sure that I wanted to get back into the industry, but I loved coaching. I really love coaching. Okay. Um, and so after a lot of thought and a lot of prayer and discussion with my wife, Tara, mm-hmm. uh, we decided that it was the right move and that it was what, you know, we were kind of put here to do. And so wow.
0: I got to,
1: I got to do something I love and, and uh, yeah, I just, I really enjoy coaching and and don't get me wrong. I enjoyed selling real estate for a long time and, and I did very, very well with it, but sure. I feel like this is my calling, you know, being, being in coaching and, and really and and clubhouse, not just me, right. It's, it's, we've got over 65 coaches and, you know, they're all big producers. And, and, and so it's, I'm, I'm kind of more at this point in time, I'm more the facilitator for it. You know, I mean, I've got coaching clients, but our coaches coach a lot more people than I do. Sure. So my job is just to kind of put them in a position to be able to really help people out. And so it's great. The culture is amazing. I just love it. I love what I do now.
0: Okay, so I, I want to get into that and and then feel a little bit more of the energy on top of that because this is great so far. Uh, with Club Wealth in particular, uh, just for the audience out there, how can they get a hold of you and your information or your your team, your coaches? But then, what what kind of takeaways for them to think about? You know, if they're getting involved or thinking about hiring a coach, that sort of thing.
1: Well if you're thinking about hiring a coach i'd first of all i'd say make sure you're coachable uh okay. don't hire us if you're not coachable wow well <laughs> said yeah I, I mean if, if you're not coachable go hire the other guy i'll give you his number <laughs> um but uh <laughs> You know, I mean, really, truly, if you're going to you're gonna spend the money on the coach, you know, you need to make sure that you're coachable and that you're going to implement the things that you're learning. Right. Um, and in the case of Club Wealth, every one of our coaches sells more real estate than the people they coach. So they've been where you are. Right. Chances are they got a pretty good idea of how to get you to the next level. Listen yep. to them. It will help you. Um, you know, there's no sense in paying for advice that you're not going to take. So uh, and that you're not going to implement. Right. Uh, in terms of in terms of connecting with us, um, what, what I would suggest is. Uh, Well, at the end, I, I, you know, we talked about doing some lead sources. I've got a a, a bunch of lead sources. I got 17 of our top uh, 109 lead sources. I'll be happy to give everybody. Uh, In fact, I'll give you guys a number. Uh, First of all, you check out our website. Go to Clubwealth.com.
0: Okay, perfect.
1: Uh, If you want want the lead sources, uh, go to uh, just send a text message to 727-287-5993. Send the word explode, X P L O D E, to that number. Okay.
0: And I will have that link and then all that information in the comments down below. So anybody who's watching or listening, they just go right to it, plug it in and go through and get more data and information. I, I, I do want to shift gears just a tiny bit. And obviously you as a person, a professional, and you know, as, as an amazing real estate coach, uh, this next question is really important for everybody to really dive into you a little bit deeper. And it's the why question, Michael. And I ask every Titan this is, What drives and motivates you? What gets you excited every day out of bed every morning to do what you do to the level that you do it at?
1: So I'll start with the problem and then my mission. And and so the problem that I see with our industry is that it chews people up and spits them out.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, Even the ones that do well, and sometimes especially the ones that do well.
0: Right. Uh, um,
1: You know, our core value at Club Wealth is that no success in the world can compensate for failure in the home. Hmm. And it's sad, you know, it's hard to see good people go through major challenges in their life with relationships, with drug abuse, with all kinds of stuff that happens in our industry. And I just, I don't think it's necessary to go through that stuff. And so um, one of, you know, kind of my mission, my personal mission is to positively and permanently change the lives of 20 million people, uh, impact lives of 20 million people. And well, and, and so Club Wealth is is, is my vehicle to be able to do that. Um and it's awesome to see, you know, what what really drives me is when I get that call from somebody that says, you know, Michael, when I came to Club Wealth, I was in debt, I I was overworked and you know, my relationship with my spouse was on the rocks. And now, you know, a year later, I'm out of debt. I've got a bunch of money in the bank. I've got a house I can afford. I've paid cash for my car. I've got a rental property we just bought. And oh, by the way, I'm spending more time with my spouse and my family mm. and we're getting along better. And, and things are on the right track. Like wow. that is, that's why I do this. That's what motivates me. and gets me, you know, excited about what I do every day. So. But-
0: and I can feel that and hopefully everybody can see that and hear that if you're listening or watching, but you know, when it comes down to it, Michael, I mean, those, those wise that you mentioned impact and, and really, you know, impacting the lives of so many others, it's, it's above and beyond us. And I find that to be one of the most powerful wise and drivers out there. I mean, it's beautiful. The fact well, that you mentioned it. What's
1: nice is I get to do it with people that I, that I really enjoy. Um, you know, the, the coaches at are they're, they're the kind of people I want to be more like. yeah uh they're the kind of people i want my kids to become more like uh and so for for that reason it's you know and it's funny because when i when i got back into coaching i didn't want to start club wealth i didn't i didn't want to build this coaching company i just i honestly i thought about just going and being a coach at, at you know one of the other coaching companies out there and you know helping out that way but i just i just didn't feel like the values were the same i didn't feel like the the culture was really what I was looking for. okay. Um, and so we bit the bullet and, and went hog wild and built club off. And so it's been, it's been great.
0: So. I love it. Well, and here we are. And I'm glad you did, Michael. And I know that there's thousands upon thousands of people that are also glad that you did. Um, you know, so I think it's great to, to have the, the culture and the diversity and the thought process exist that there has to be multiple flavors. Not everything's right for everyone. And I I think that to your point earlier, I mean, be ready to be coachable and, Mm -hmm. you know, understand that, but then, you know, ask the questions, do your research, due diligence and find a fit that's right for you um, all the way through and through. So with that being said into to this, and I know that there's going to be a potential for an encyclopedia of answering this next question because of your knowledge and how many people you've helped and grow and scale business and obviously your career prior to all of this. But this next question is a crowd pleaser. All the you know, subscribers and viewers want to know what the Titans are doing or have done to grow and scale their business. Hmm. So if you could look back at your career thus far, and pick or choose one or two things that you know that you took it from one level to the next for your mm-hmm. business. What was that for you, Michael? And, and what advice would you give to the audience? I can break down into one word. Habits. Love it. <laughs> give me more. Give me more.
1: I, I really now, want more. <laughs> here's the way I look at it. So goals are great and all that. But here, here's the bottom line. Our habits define us, our habits dictate our, our future, whether it's successful or unsuccessful, our habits will define where we will go and what we will become.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and, and there's really, there's five habits. If you wanna be successful in real estate, there's five habits you have to, to really develop and embrace and, and really live at a high level. Okay. Uh, so habit number one is lead generation. And, and I'm not talking about calling FISBOS and expireds and cold calls. Although those are great tools and those are great lead generation sources. There's over 2,000 lead sources in real estate today. Sure. Um, so those are just a couple of them. There's lots of ways to do it without ever having to make a cold call or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know that, of all sure. people. You know that. Yeah. But lead generation has to be a habit. It can't just be something we do when we feel like we need to. It has to be something that's a daily habit. Then lead follow-up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lead follow-up, again, has to be a daily habit. Um, you know, it's funny. You've got these two massive companies out there, and I won't mention any names because, you know, we all know who Zillow and Realtor.com are. Um, <laughs> but That's great. <laughs> you got these two massive companies out there that figured out that what that real estate agents suck at lead generation, right? right so they right. thought, well, hey, these guys suck at lead gen, so why don't we go out and we'll do it for them and we'll charge them a bunch of money for it. We'll take their data and we'll use it to go generate leads and then we'll sell it back to them. Mm-hmm. And guess what? We bought it, and we're paying ten. And I'm not criticizing those guys for it. Hey, more power to them. They figured out there was a need in the marketplace. They filled the need. They made a bunch of money doing it. And then they figured out, after making all this money doing that, then they figured out, hey, wait a minute. There's something that real estate agents are worse at than lead generation, <laughs> and it's lead follow up. Wow. So why don't we take that over form too? Enter Zillow Concierge and Off City, right? Uh Game over. So all of a sudden they're making money on that and they're starting to take more and more and more of the pieces of, of things that real estate agents do. They're taking over now we're paying them for it. And, uh, and real estate agents wonder why there's so much downward pressure on their commission. Well, Hmm. get in the habit of lead generation and lead follow up. Then this is the next one they're going to take over for us. Mark my words. This is coming. Next is lead conversion. You got to learn how to convert the leads at a high level. Right. It's not enough to just generate leads. Generating leads, by the way, super easy. Sure. There were 85 million leads in real estate last year and what, five and a half million sales or something like that. Wow. Um, so it's literally, there's 10 times more leads than sales. There's more than 10 times more leads than sales. Hmm. Uh, so leads are easy. Leads are easy to get. Uh, following up, that's where the fortune's at. And it's also very easy, right? It's just sure. be consistent. And we've got a system for that. And Uh, then there's the lead conversion. Here's the biggest problem with lead conversion. You know, who's great. Who's, you know, who's better at lead conversion than real estate agents, Mm
0: -mm. drug dealers. (laughs) We're going there, everybody. Let's dive into this. Let's go down this rabbit hole, Michael. (laughs) I mean, think about it. Here's arguably the
1: stupidest group of people on the planet, right? They've got a product that kills their clients that can get them and their clients thrown into jail, and yet they're better at lead conversion than real estate agents are. You want to know why? Why? Because they understand the, the fundamental rule. The fundamental rule is first one's free, then you gotta pay. Wow. Hmm. Now watch this. Here's where real estate agents screw it up. Real estate agent gets a call from a buyer. Doesn't matter where it came from. They get a call from buyer. What's the first thing they want to do? They want to get a pre approved. Right. Wrong. That's what they want, but that's what we call sales prevention 101. Oh, okay. Why? Okay. Because it's, first of all, we're in a customer service industry. Where did we, at what point in time did we forget that we actually have to serve people? So if we're making them jump through our hoops, oh, I'd love to take you out and show you houses, but I got to get you pre-approved first. Well, screw you. I'll go find somebody that'll show it to me. I'm not going to work with you, right? Wow. We're a commodity at that point, right? They don't need mm-hmm. you got enough. You have not established rapport. You haven't developed a relationship. Why do they need to work with you? Whereas agents that say, Hey, wait a minute. First one's free. Then you got to pay. Great. I'll show anybody a house once mm-hmm. because I know that I can develop better rapport and I can sell better face to face than I can over the phone. Beautiful. But so once I meet with you, then I'm going to make sure I get you connected with my lender. In fact, there's a question. Once I've set the appointment to meet with you, mm-hmm. I can get them to, to want to talk to my lender most of the time, even before I go on the appointment. It's super easy. You want the script for that? Yes. Give <laughs> me the script. It's super easy. Write this down. Everybody write this down. If everybody's watching this right now, write this down.
0: Please do. If you're listening, watching anything.
1: You are only allowed to use this after you have scheduled the appointment to go meet them though. Yeah. Got to set the appointment first. That's got to be your number one goal. Once I've set the appointment, all I got to say is, hey, Greg, if they could save you ten dollars to $20,000 on your mortgage, would you be interested in chatting with one of our lenders?
0: Who's gonna say no to that, right? Like uh, I don't do you think so on
1: when you say no to that, right?
0: What's that? I don't think I want that, Michael. <laughs> yeah, like
1: I don't like saving money, Michael. Sorry. Uh, oh, well, boy. okay, great, I'll still show it to you, right? But I mean, but the, the point here is that that now you've given them what they want, right? So first you give, then you ask, then you receive. So I've Love given it. them what I want, or, or me, what they want, mm-hmm. and then I can ask for what I want, but I, I ask it in a way that it's a benefit for them, not for me. It's not Love them jumping through my hoops. It's me providing value for them. It's me helping them, serving them. And they naturally want to do it. Why? Because they're going to save money as a result.
0: Love it. Huge. It's, it's simple and brilliant and it should be common sense, but it's not, you know, it's not so, okay, keep going. I don't want to interrupt you. Keep going. This is, this is gold. This is rule number one is lead or habit.
1: Number one is lead generation. Habit number two, lead follow-up. Habit number three is lead conversion. Mm -hmm. Habit number four, profitability. Okay. agents are in a habit of spending more than what they make in every sense of the uh, the phrase. Uh, so right? true. Yeah. You got to get profitable and you got, uh, there's a book everybody should read, write this down. It's the richest man in Babylon by George mm. Clason. Okay. Everybody should read it. The richest man in Babylon by George Clason, uh, And he talks about the 70, 10, 10, 10 rule, right? You get to live on 70% of what you make. 10% of it goes to investing. 10%, 10% goes to savings and 10% goes to charity. Mm. Uh, and that's it. Like just, Keep it simple. If you do that, you'll live a good life. You'll, you'll have wealth and you'll be putting away more than you're taking out on a regular basis. Love so you got to get profitable. Uh, and that also comes down to you got to run a profit and loss for your business. That's very important. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then the fifth and final habit, and this is perhaps the most important thing I can ever share with anyone. And so okay. hopefully you guys will all write this down. Wow. The fifth and final habit is, is achieving balance in your life. Now, balance is a little bit of a myth, but I will say this. This is the core value at Clubwell. Hmm. No success in the world can compensate for failure in the home. Uh, so true. No success in the world can compensate for failure in the home. That, so everything we do, we, we judge, we measure against that. Uh, and if something we're about to do is going to cause failure at home, guess what? It doesn't happen. Hmm. Right? Like We just don't do it. Uh, when you get serious about your business, you will, and, and when, when you're serious about both your business and your family, this is what will happen. You'll start segmenting your time and you'll say, when I'm at work, I'm at work. And when I'm at home, I'm at home. And by golly, if I'm at work and, and my kids want to chat with me, I'm sorry, guys, I'll see you at this time. Or this is when we have time to talk mm-hmm. right now I'm at work. And when I'm at work and somebody says, Hey, I want you to list my $3 million house. And it's right in the middle of your kid's birthday party. Guess what? You're, you have an appointment already. You're not going to that $3 million house. You go when it's convenient for you. And mm-hmm. if you have to be willing to give up a transaction and you have to be willing to upset the apple cart at home a little bit in both of those scenarios, right? Mm-hmm. When you get really serious about making your family the priority, you will understand that in order to make my family a priority, I still have to make a living. I still have to provide for my family. But I need, to, I need to respect my time with them like I respect my time at work. So oh, I'm present beautiful. in the moment regardless of what I'm doing.
0: Okay. And I think that that's, you know, the utmost heaviest level of advice. I mean, and your advice was literally gold nuggets already, Michael. But that, to me, that's so important. And I love that that's a, a big core value of, of who you are and obviously what you represent at Club Wealth. And, and there's so many professionals that I've talked to over all these years that that's one of their biggest pain points is... Being able to kind of have that that time away. They feel like they're turned on 24 hours a day seven days a week 365 days a year and they never get a break. That's right. And, but I I'm a firm believer that everything happens to us into our lives good bad and indifferent we do to ourselves. It's oh, there's no the question of our design right
1: regardless of where someone's at right now you're getting what you deserve you yeah. are reaping what you sowed and, yeah. and and let me tell you something and there are are there bad things that happen to good people and are there things that are beyond our control yes understood sure. that being said we all get to make choices every day mm-hmm. and we get to live with the consequence of those choices you can choose the action or you can choose the consequence but you can't choose both right if you want to change your outcome change the habit i can tell you right now greg if i went back and i looked every, every agent that's watching us right now i can go back and i can look at your schedule for last week and i can tell you what you're going to make next year if i know that and your and your average sales price in your market i can tell you how much you're going to make next year within about ten thousand dollars wow all you have to do is look at your schedule from last week oh, okay. that will tell me the story it's that simple because it's our habits that define us and so if you want to change that outcome you got to change the habit
0: back to it and, and michael i can't thank you enough for, for taking the time to to share those those beautiful thoughts and again i know there's so much more so everybody that was a that one was free and that was a little taste that uh drug dealer reference right there so that was a beautiful taste into it but there's so much more michael and I, I could talk to you all day long about this and i know that everybody else could but we do need to continue to move on and i this one, uh, is the tricky part of this particular series and interview, and this is the challenge question. So when I ask every Titan this, it, this is the tough part, but we all have challenges in our lives. No one's exempt, whether it's in the past, now, or, or into the future, whether it's personal or professional challenges or struggles, I, I'm a firm believer it's not so much what happens, but what we can learn from, respond, and, and also share with others. And not to downplay pain or sorrow, um, but I think that's really the the ultimate. So if you could share or comfortable sharing a challenge or two personally or professionally that you overcame, you learned from, what does that look like for you, Michael? So I lost four and a half million dollars at the click of a mouse. Does that count? Oh, that I would say that counts pretty big. (laughs) Wow. So in
1: 2007, I picked a fight. Uh, I was arrogant and uh, I was right and I knew it. And I cared more about being right than I cared about being rich, apparently. Wow. And I caught our State Department of Real Estate Licensing breaking the law and okay. I sued him. So I, I took him to court mm-hmm. and I beat him. I got a court order that said they had to stop. And wow. let me tell you, as great as that sounds from an idealistic standpoint, it was the worst business move of my life. Mm. Um, and it gets worse. Okay. <laughs> so, long story short, they, uh, we beat them in court. We got a court order that said they had to stop breaking the law and that started world war three. They started coming after me heavy. Wow. And, um, after about 17 and a half months of digging into everything they could find, trying to find a way to get us out of the business, they came back with a letter saying, Hey, we just did a 17 and a half month investigation with a full time investigator doing nothing but looking into your past. And we couldn't find any reason to do anything because it looks like you're doing what you're supposed to do. So we're dropping it. Well, that sounds great until you fast forward to 2010. Okay. 2010, I find out they're violating that court order that we got in 2007. Whoa. So I have two choices at this point. I let sleeping dogs lie or yeah, I let my ego take control and I sue them again. Ah, boy. Yeah. Well, you can see where this goes, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I let my ego take control again. And, uh, and I sued him and, and, and I'll be honest, a lot of it was based on advice I got my, from my attorney He said, look, if you don't sue them and that, you know, to enforce the court order, then it goes away because you're complicit, whatever. Okay. But so we take them back to court to enforce the court order that week. No warning, no, Hey, we think you're doing anything wrong. They decide rather than go to court with us, it would be easier just to take away my real estate license. Oh yeah. Wow. Oh Yeah. So they, on, on Friday of Labor Day weekend at five o'clock, they hit send on an email suspending my real estate license and they copied the MLS on it and told the MLS to cancel my 750 listings. We had four and a half million in pending commissions gone overnight. Unreal. Uh, it takes us thirty days to get them in front of a judge, and when we did, the judge mm-hmm. said, "Hey, state, you should never have taken this guy's license to begin with." It was, in fact, he, he ruled that it was grossly negligent for them to have taken our licenses to begin with.
0: Wow! He made
1: them give us our licenses back, all that, but the damage was done. Right? It was too late. I, I mean, it, the money was gone, the listings were gone, the team was gone, everything was gone, oh, uh, and we had to start over again. Now, here's the here's the the bright side of the story. Okay. Took me ninety days to get back to two hundred twenty-seven listings. Okay, not bad, right? Right. Uh, more importantly, I realized that I, I I learned some very important lessons from this. Okay. Number one, I realized that you can be right or you can be rich, but not both. Wow. So you got to pick wow. one, right? So do you pick a battle because it's the right thing to do? You know, do you pick battles out of idealism, or do you need to be a little more strategic about the battles you pick? <laughs> two, I learned to be humble. And let me tell you something. If nothing else, that humility was necessary because I wouldn't be able to be where I am today. I wouldn't be helping people in the way that I get to help people today, coaching. If if I hadn't been humble at that point, oh, well. uh, okay. And uh, and three, it taught me that no matter no matter what my limiting beliefs are, because when I got back into coaching, so that was so it was shortly thereafter. It was about six months after that, you know, we spent another $350,000, 300, it was $356,000 fighting him in court and beating him every time we went to court with them. Uh, Before I finally said, you know, I looked at my wife, I said, Tara, they are never going to stop. They know they're never going to beat us. They don't care. They're going to bankrupt us. That's their goal. Right. And they have the, they have the bandwidth to do it. Hmm. Uh, And I, with her permission, I sold the company and that's when we took our, Our time off. We we, we planned on taking a year off. It became three and a half years. Apparently, retirement's kind of fun. Okay, there you go. uh, So, long story short, uh, when it came in 2015, one of my one of my former clients started calling me up saying we want to get back into coaching. I had limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. I thought after what I'd gone through, who's going to want to coach with me? After what i have been through, who's going to believe that you know whatever? It just I had these limiting beliefs just constantly telling me you can't succeed, you can't succeed, you can't succeed. And it took me time to overcome that. It took me time. I had, to, I had to trust my friends. I had to trust the people around me that loved me and that knew what had happened and watched what had happened and knew that we had done the right thing. And um, and they convinced me to get back into coaching. And we, wow. from that day, it took us two and a half years to become the number one coaching company in the team space. And we've grown tremendously since then. And so it, it, so I guess the next piece
0: would be it taught me to overcome limiting beliefs. And, and to me that I mean that's that's an amazing story in and of itself and, and so many uh, you know thought processes go into my head and I know that everybody out there is like oh my gosh I can't believe that Michael went through that and mm-hmm. you know all those trials and tribulations to where you're at today and you know taking the time off and having reflection and thought process and and having those you know limiting thoughts like we all do right but we set those expectations for ourselves what we think we can do or can't do right either way so I, I think that to that level and to your level at that thought process, no matter what any of us are going through, I mean, there's something worse happening and we just need to understand and yeah. be blessed at what we have and know that we can keep moving on and not to let that drag us down or stop us. And, and yes, it, it might seem like the worst thing in the world as we're going through it and maybe even a little after, but look at what you've done, Michael, look what you've overcame. And you know, you, I mean, you I nailed
1: it. I mean, it, at the time, it felt like the worst thing in the world. It, it felt like the you know that my world had just crashed down around me, and mm-hmm. and it didn't matter. You know, at the time, it didn't matter to me that I knew that we had done the right things and that we you know that that we were acting in integrity and all that. That didn't matter. What mattered was the public perception and the and the the the, the financial hardship and the people that lost their jobs and the people that lost their houses and 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 all this. I mean, this was it was devastating to us and right. and yet with the help of good friends who knew what would happen who had been there every step of the way and who believed in us yeah. we were able to overcome that and you nailed it you know no matter what you're going through somebody else is going through something worse yeah. so. I mean, dark. Yeah. and so you gotta, you gotta find a way to just man up or cowgirl up or whatever you want to call it, right? And uh, and you just gotta press forward, and 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 who knows where you'll end up. Sure. But you're not. What 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 is for sure is if you don't start putting one foot in front of the other, you're not gonna end up very far from where you are right now.
0: That's so true. And, and to my thought process to everybody out there, too, that always brings an, into my mind, you know, it's everybody's reflecting on where we've been, right? And I, I am a firm believer when it comes down to it, it's where we're going, right? What are we doing into the future that really matters? And if you had stopped at any given time, and you had just let it sit there, and, and you didn't keep moving forward, you wouldn't have been able to touch all the people that you've touched, Michael, and it made the influence and impact that you have. So that's, to me, the moral of the story is just keep moving because you don't know what impact you're going to have. And if you were to stop at any given point, that's just sad for the world. Sad for everybody out there, in my opinion. So you I'm- what the gl- ego stands for? Uh uh-uh. Edging God out And, and think about
1: this for just a second, right? And and I, and I, have got a call I've got to get on. We're, we're a little bit over time here, but I'll share this before I forget. I want to make sure I share this because this is so important. When we choose to stop moving forward, when we choose to stop putting one foot in front of the other, what we're saying is we don't trust God. Hmm. What we're, what we're saying is, is I'm so defeated. I'm so beat up. I'm so down and out that not even God can help me move forward. And that's ego. Okay. And so what I had to do is I had to get over my ego in that situation. And I had to say, look, I don't know where I'm going, but I'm going somewhere. And I got to trust that God has a plan for me. And I got to just start moving in a direction. And even if I got to crawl toward that direction, I got to at least crawl because God's got a plan. And I don't know what it is right now, mm-hmm. but I'm going to keep working until I figure it out.
0: Wow. I love it. Huge, huge takeaways and going through and through. And, and Michael, I know you got to go. Um, I just, I want to make sure that we get all the information out to the audience. How much more time do you have if it's just a little bit more?
1: Uh, I actually have exactly negative seven minutes.
0: Oh gosh. Okay. Well, if you want to wrap it up now, we can. I mean, we have a few questions into it, like books, podcasts, um, things like that, a quote or takeaway. I mean, do you want to just answer well, those? Let's, in let's, let's
1: rapid fire hit them. So uh, okay. books and podcasts. So yep yes we have uh we've actually got 19 books in the works we've got our okay. first book was launched uh here recently was a was an amazon bestseller on three different amazon lists uh it's the club wealth world-class buyer agent book so anybody okay. who's thinking about working with a buyer ever you should probably read the book it's really good perfect. perfect uh if you know someone who's thinking about working with a buyer you should probably read the book um it's really good <laughs> so, and it was uh, it's not, i'm not the only one that wrote it we had several co-authors Uh, but it was, it's a really good book. I I promise. Yeah. Uh, our podcast, if you go to clubwealth.com forward slash TV, clubwealth.com forward slash TV, that's our podcast. Love it. Um, and what was your other question?
0: Yeah. And then, but last but not least, to really sum you up as a, a man, a professional, a quote or a mantra that you live by. So that might be part of club wealth, but if they're, if it's already there, just, I'll give, you two, I'll give
1: you my two, my, my two favorite quotes. And the okay. number one I gave you already, which is no success in the world can compensate for failure in the home. Right. Um, there's no question. That is the most important theme of my life. Okay. Um, the other is eagles don't flock with turkeys. Don't be a turkey, be
0: an eagle. So, <laughs> I love that. I love that, Michael. And to me, it sums you up as a man, as a brand of professional. Again, I know you got to go. I can't thank you enough for your time. Uh, you are an official real estate Titan, my friend. So thank you so much. It's an honor. And everybody out there, as always, thank you so much for your time and attention, your love and support. If you like what we're doing here with real estate Titans, please don't forget to like our Facebook page, subscribe to YouTube channel and have a listen on iTunes, Spotify, and Google podcast. Live every Tuesday and Friday afternoon, a different Titan, a different location. We'll catch everybody in the next live episode of real estate Titans. Take care. See you, Michael. Thanks a lot.